Welcome into week five of the five of the low post pod. I'm your host, Christian Martinelli, here with Matt and Kyle tonight. Uh, Matt's first time on the pod. Matt, you excited to be here? Oh, of course. I'm excited to be on the pod. It's uh, It's been a dream of mine, and finally I'm fulfilling it, so I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's, it's a dream. Most kids think about being on this podcast when, you know, they're just a toddler, and now look at you, you accomplished so much to get here. Um, and then, Kyle, you're here once again. Um, you've been fulfilling this dream for about a month now. Glad to have you back again, bro. Um, back got a great show. Thank you. Thank you. You're a great show today. Um, we got a few special guests. I'm gonna keep it a secret until they they um, they show up. That's you know it's a little trick of the business. You keep it a secret so you keep watching. Um, so we got two different special guests. So we're looking forward to that. Um, let's get right into the action. Um, week four, another great week, and we'll start off with the game of the week. Um, an unbelievable game between the second and third team in our power rankings. Lob City outlast Good U in a great battle, 71 to 65. Um, Matt, I'll start with you. First time on. What uh, what did you see in this game? Um, and how was Lob City out, able to outlast Good U? Uh, yeah, so I unfortunately I wasn't able to be on this court, but uh, from what I saw and you know in the stats and from what I read from a lot of the articles, it seemed that Lob City at the end of the day just has the better players. And what I mean by that is Good U is a really deep team. They can have seven or eight guys come in and contribute and give you good minutes. But Lob City with Jose Mercado, I mean, a guy like that giving you 30 on, in a big game, I like to always say that in, in big game matchups, whatever team has the best player is going to prevail, no matter how deep a team can be. If you have the best player, the guy you can give, you know, in a late game moment, uh, you're going to prevail. And Jose, he had a good first half. And I think he just had that little bit of separation they had like that four or five point cushion consistently uh, throughout the game. And then when it came down to it, they were just, you know, clutch at the end. So huge win, obviously, for Lob City. I think they sit at two or three in the power rankings. I think only because uh, the Duye boys are undefeated. So you got to put them one. But I'd be scared of Lob City if I was one of their opponents for sure. Definitely. Kyle, You so you did see this game. Um, I know we talked about this on the postgame show a little bit, but uh, – let me know what you thought because, you you know, you're seeing more than the box score with this game. Uh, outside of the first quarter, I mean, the first quarter was still very close. I mean, eight points, that's only two to three possessions right there. But for the most part, they were, they were pretty evenly matched against each other. They were going back and forth with each, uh, with each other. Nobody really had a, um, a big stretch where there was like a big run. Um, it was very well uh, defended game on both sides. Um, everyone picked up their man nicely. No one like made any like key errors. Uh, probably say the biggest thing that happened at the end of this game was good. You was just failing to hit their basic shots at the end of the game, uh, making the simple layups wide open threes to try to get themselves back in it, to make this game tighter. And, mm-hmm. uh, then it was just a bunch of fouling at the end because of our, um, rule in the fourth quarter and uh lob city just converted on their, uh, clutch free throws at the end. Mm-hmm. And Matt, I liked what you said when you were talking about, you know, the best player uh, that team is usually going to win. Um, Kyle said the other day in the postgame show, he thinks Jose is his MVP up until this point. That's a very fair statement to make. Um, and I just think it's interesting because I think they're evenly matched as it goes as basketball players. But I think Lob City is just slightly 
um, catered towards this low hoop league a little bit better. Um, they're just a little bit more explosive. And uh, you see the difference right there. You know, it was a six, six point game. Um, you know, they could probably play 10 times and, you know, Lob City might win six of them. Um, they're, they're just really evenly matched. And these are two teams we're going to see more, more likely than not and facing off in maybe the semifinals or the championship this year. That's for sure. I'm looking forward to seeing them face off again because I definitely anticipate it. Yeah, and like like what like what you said, um, you know, just t- uh, talk about it a little bit more. I was I was actually going to bring up that point, the um, well suited for this low rim league, especially those teams that are like explosive and like to dunk. I see it a lot with the Ozone boys as well. They like to run, throw oops, and dunk like that. Because I've talked to some of these players, you know, guys that I grew up with, went to high school or college together. They're good basketball players, but they tell me their game doesn't adjust to this type of league. You know, it's hard to be shooting fadeaways and three pointers on an eight foot rim. It's going to mess with your judgment. It's going to mess with your like form and everything. But a team like Lob City, when their whole game plan is to run, get to the basket and dunk, it's quite easier on a low rim compared to a 10 rim or 10 foot rim, I should say. But uh, yeah, uh, good game. I, I wish I was able to see it. I've still only been able to see Lob City once. I've only been on their court once. Hopefully next week I'll get Joey to put me on that game because I want to watch them play. Yeah, it's always a show when Lob City's playing. Uh, their name is it's literally true. There's just lobs everywhere. Um, and like you said, uh, the teams that get to the hoop are usually more successful than the teams that settle for shots in legacy leagues. Just not used to it. You short arm it. You throw it off the backboard. It's, it's just totally different when you've been shooting on 10 your whole life. Um, and here's a team that I think is uh, definitely had an issue with that. Um, coming in this year, a brand new team, Ball Don't Lie, uh, facing off another brand new team, but a team in the RI Warriors that have guys that have played in the league before. And you could tell the RI Warriors uh, ran them off the court, 76 to 48. Ball Don't Lie continues to um, struggle to score. And uh, Matt, so I'll start with you again because you did see this game live. Um, what was the issue with Ball Don't Lie and uh, – are the Warriors as impressive as they seem to be the last few weeks? Yeah, so, you know, start off with ball, don't lie. I think the issue with them, I think they have the exact opposite situation in terms of good you is they don't have too much depth. Uh, when they, in my opinion, when they go to that second unit, um, it really does take a toll on their game. The offense doesn't flow as well. And in this game, they were completely relying on Grant Rosenberg. Um, he put up 19 of the 48 points, nine of them from beyond the arc. He's been the top scorer for th- three weeks in a row. And with it, it, just think if he doesn't miss, if he misses a couple more of those threes, I mean, it's even more worse of a spanking than it already was. Mm-hmm. And additionally, they just seem to have some chemistry issues. Uh, they Sometimes they try to get too fancy when they're losing by a lot. And it's just like, you guys just, you're getting run off the court here and, I don't know. I'm looking right now. They weren't able to get one offensive rebound in the entire game, which is kind of unheard of in this league because one of these rebounds is going to take a weird bounce and find you again. So things just weren't going – they couldn't establish anything inside. And, you know, to talk about the Warriors, um, I think they had a good game. Uh, They were led by Figueredo, Kevin Figueredo. He had 19 of the 76. Um he had 10 of their 23 defensive rebounds. I think the Warriors are an okay team. When I've seen them play, it's been against teams like Ball Don't Lie, who are a little bit lower in their comp- competition level. 
I'm not convinced, though, on the R.I. Warriors. I mean, this game was a little bit closer throughout the first half, and then eventually there was like a 10-point run that just completely separated it. But I'm not completely convinced on the Warriors. I don't think they're as great of a team as, you know, maybe the 2-2 two and two might stay. Uh, I want to see how they face up against some of those teams in the upper half of the of the standings. Interesting, because – I want to hear now from your um, point of view, Kyle. I'm not sure. <clears throat> I know that you like the Warriors, but are you convinced um, that they might be one of those upper echelon, above average teams in this league? Well, if they stop the uh, the poor shooting, because shooting 44% against the ball on line is not something to be very proud of. And uh, they only had eight assists this game. Uh Warriors, you can pass to your teammates and let them score. You don't have to take all the shots themselves. And I'm talking to Charles Correa and uh, T- Tyrese Montgomery. I mean, shooting 31% and 33. Uh, yeah, some of those shots could have been saved. You could have kicked out, ran a player, at least something. Because uh, some of these shots just – and I saw a few of them. Some of them were just very unnecessary, contested shots. I mean, you could always kick out to a player down below. Uh, or take it back up top, rerun the play again, because there's no shot clock in this league. I think a lot of people forget that is there's no shot clock. You can take your time with this, run the play however you want it, and uh, you can really um, take advantage of the team by slowing the game down. I actually wanted to add on that because Kyle brought up a really good point. It was Eric's just taking unnecessary shots. Like, um, you know – I'm not even going to mention a name because it was a it was multiple players on the Warriors where this could have been a 50 point win. I mean, they were really inefficient. 60 maybe. Yeah, they were really inefficient in the way they went about it. So many times I was really frustrated. Players just wa- walking up and taking these long contested threes. So, you know, what? There's two ways you can look at it. One way you might say, oh, they're winning by 30. You know, doesn't really matter. But if they try to adapt this same style of play for the rest of the season. I don't know how, how it's going to fare out. Yeah, and I like it. Shots fired tonight. You boys are coming out swinging. I, I love that. Um, and, yeah, the Warriors, I think they're still trying to – although they do have a little bit of a um, few veterans in this league, I think they're still going to figure it out. Um, and, you know, a team like Ball Don't Lie, um, obviously this year is not going to be the year. We can all agree on that, I think. So, um, move on from that. RA Warriors, looking forward to see how they progress as the year goes on. Um, but now to get to the Werewolves, a team that has been progressing uh, extremely well these last few weeks. Uh, they've been very impressive, and they uh, put the beat down on halfway Crooks and Joey, uh, beat them 88-51, to 51, a bludgeoning, a butt-kicking. Um, Kyle, you were there for it. Uh, what do you think about this game? Because like we said in the post-game show, you know, right off the jump, it was not very competitive. Uh, at halftime, it was only a nine point lead going towards the, uh, the werewolves actually, but in the second half, something, something just turned off for the halfway crooks and, uh, they just went into a shooting slump that, uh, no team doesn't want to see just nothing was going. Uh, they had no calls about going their way. It was about as ugly as you get for a basketball team. It kind of reminded me of the stampede week one where they just were really struggling just 
to make even basic shots. A few foul calls um, to get to the free throw line to at least spark something, though. But uh, just a large amount of three-pointers here, something that can be avoidable. And uh, just sometimes when you're going up against a larger team, against the Werewolves, they have, a, they have like two or three big guys. Um, sometimes going for layups isn't also the best thing either. And also only having five players didn't help them out either. Definitely not. Um, and now, Matt, from your perspective, you know, Brian Heston, one of the best players in the league. Um, Werewolves are coming on. Uh, do you see them as a true contender or right now are they just kind of one of those uh, middle-of-the-pack teams in your mind? Yeah, I- I'm here for the Werewolves. And I think that's an interesting way to put it. If they're a top team or a middle-of-the-pack team because I, I just think – with the small amount of teams and how good some of the teams are, like when you think of like Lob City, Duye Boys, um, Good U, Ozone, I don't think the Werewolves are better than any of those four, but I think the Werewolves could finish in fifth. I really think they can. And I think what put me on the Werewolves train was their performance against Lob City back in week two. Now they lost, but they, and again, Lob City were missing some players, but the Werewolves, Something about the way they play, they play really hard, tenacious basketball. Uh, then they're never, they never think they're out of it. They're always trying to shoot, always trying to get back in it. They don't really ever give up. So I'm here for the Warriors. Again, the halfway crooks I don't, are probably one of the weaker teams in this league. But again, to win by 30, sometimes, sometimes you see teams or almost 40 or yeah, 30 or 40. You sometimes see teams play down to the level of their competition. So it's good to see the werewolves playing their game and getting the big win. But now next week is uh, going to, is going to determine it. They're playing the ozone boys who are a really athletic young team and the werewolves have some young guys too. So I'm excited to see how that game fares out. Uh, I think it could be a good one, but I think next week might be the, the decider if, if the werewolves are, are for real, can they try to tackle one of those three and one teams and get a win? Yeah. And that's a game I'm really looking forward to. That's going to be a very telling um, game. Like you said, um, we're going to get into that in, you know, 15, 20 minutes here. Um, but for now, let's get into a game between the champs who haven't lost a game in two years and Sin City who didn't lose a game for the last two weeks. Um, decent matchup, you know, up until halftime, I was a four point game. Uh, but Duya's boys pulls away. They win 90 to 70. Um, by the way, tease us again. We will be having on a member of the Duya's boys tonight. So, uh, you know, I know that gets everyone excited when you get to see the champs on here. Um, so Duya's boys, someone will be joining us uh, very soon. Um, but yeah, 90 to 70, they pull out the win. Um, Matt, I know this was on your court. Uh, so what happens initially with the with the slow start for Duya's boys and what change that they were able to just turn on and, and blow them out in the second half? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like what I just talked about with the Werewolves being able to not play down to the level of competition. That's exactly what the Duya boys did against Sin City. It was really, really close. Um, it was only 15 to 11 after the first quarter, and then they were only up by four at halftime. And you got to think, well, something's got to happen here. Either Sin City is going to keep this up and – this will be a good game or someone's going to turn it on for DA boys. And it was John, John Q2. Uh, hopefully I'm saying that right. But he finished uh, with 44 points and that's not even his career high. Um, I think eventually he just couldn't miss. And I think the DA boys, anyone in this league knows that they're a really passionate team, energetic team. They got some trash talkers on there. 
uh, with uh, Shane Patrick to name drop a little bit. I think everyone knows who he is, though. But I think they just kind of fed on Q2's energy. I mean, he wasn't missing shots, and it gave the other guys a little more confidence. Like, okay, well, he, he's he's here, so we might as well just show up. And Zach Tartaglia, Vincent Volpe, uh, they combined for 32. Uh, so when you got three guys combining for almost 80, it's it's going to be hard to lose, no matter how bad basketball you are playing. But, I mean, I was – impressed with sin city i mean they showed up late some of their guys didn't have jerseys and you thought oh geez this might be like a routing but yeah. you know th- they were in it for a little bit but yeah the uda boys are just a different they're a different level uh it's going to be tough to try to take them down i feel like yeah matt i just want to save you from you know taking some abuse from the duya's boys online it's john kutu and vincent volpe uh you know jose jose took some shots this week when he said uh Jose Mercado was his uh, MVP from them online. So I just don't want the same to happen to you. Okay. Um, but yeah, Kyle, uh, you know, we, we say all this good stuff about the Duyes boys, but I'm just thinking of it from this perspective. Um, what is their weakness? You know, how can a team take advantage of them if they want to beat them down the line? Because we know this is a team that's going to be there in the semis and the finals. It's going to be themselves that take themselves down. Uh, if John and Vincent for some reason happen to not show up or if there happens to be an injury, because again, this is a sport, this is basketball injuries happen. We've seen it. We've seen injuries happen this year. Uh, Stuff like that happens. If their star players don't come out. Uh, I don't really know how good this team is though. Cause uh, if you look at the rest of the team past Vincent, six, three, three, two, that's not going to win you any games shooting all below fit at least 50% or below, that's not going to win your games. John John was really carrying the load this week, and uh, he had a little bit of supporting cast, though. But, yeah, I mean, outside of John and Vincent, what else do the UA boys really have, though? Someone's got to step up. Yeah, and I think, you know, last year we saw Zach Tartaglia really put on a show. You know, he was averaging about 20 a game. This year, taking a little step back as Vincent and John uh, put up huge numbers. Uh, Brian Yarsi, he – you know, you know, for the werewolves, um, he was a huge contributor in the past. So, you know, maybe those guys will step up when need be. Um, but at this point in time, hasn't been necessary, haven't needed it, beating every team they've played by at least 20. Um, but we'll see because tougher matchups are coming. Uh, the, you know, the real games of the season are definitely uh, coming up soon for the Duyas boys. Um, but another solid win for them. Uh, they, you know, wasn't their best start, but they always finish strong. It seems like, uh, um, so yeah, get on to this next game between a team that has not been finishing strong recently. Um, you know, has been really stumbling here since we, uh, me and Kyle took some flack from them, uh, after week two, uh, we gave them their props. And since then they've scored about 75, 80 points in the last two games combined, uh, this is the Orcas. The Orcas lose to the Ozone Boys 55-38, to 38, super low scoring. Um, but, you know, the Ozone Boys did what they had to do. Orcas, not pretty. Um, Kyle, what are the Orcas going to do here? Like, what needs to change? Because they were looking very, very solid. Um, and now they only have one guy in this last game that scores in double digits. Um, you know, shoot a terrible percentage, 27% from the field, uh, 4.8% from three. It, it was just bad all around. There's, there's no denying it. Uh, what do they do? 
Uh, uh, it's very difficult. There's a, there's a lot going on here that I just do not like. And this isn't the team that uh, when we were given props to, this isn't the team that uh, we were seeing. This is like a completely new Orcas team, but it's like an ugly Orcas team because this one for 21 three-point shooting, unacceptable in every sorts of basketball. No, no team wants to shoot one for 21, but for some reason they just kept continuing to shoot threes after they, a lot of players did not have any success. Um, they need to either readjust their game plan or eliminate the three ball from their game entirely. Unless they start pit heating up though, but this is unacceptable. Um, I'd say they have a few big guys. I try to say do more dunking. Cause they, they had no issue doing that during the game. Uh, they went on a streak of like getting a few dunks. Um, they're very aggressive on defense. So I try to stay at least, um, you know, do like a half court press of some sort, do something where the, uh, the other side's uncomfortable because that'll lead to mistakes. They get steals and they, they actually do pretty well on transition, which I think can help them out. But, uh, if it's a slowed down game where they're like at the top defense, defense for the teams all the way back, they struggle for some reason. It's just not their bread and butter. Yeah, it definitely isn't. Um, it's been tough for the Orcas, but they're the type of team that I think can figure it out. They have the size, they have the skill, they have the tenacity. Um, you know, they still play very good defense. So if they can figure out the offense, um, I think it's going to come. Um, and Kyle, we heard from you on, on the postgame show, you know, you raved about the Ozone Boys. Um, Jose, he raved about the Ozone Boys. So, Matt, I want to hear from you. What do you think about the, the Ozone Boys? Because um, some of the interns see them as a real team that could possibly win the championship this year. I don't know if I'm all the way there yet, but I do like them a lot. So what do you think? It's, it's just funny that you bring that up because the Ozone Boys are one of my favorite teams, too. And I think it's just of their style of play. And I think that's what uh, helped them this week. I think just right away from the tip, the Orcas realized that, oh, we have to play Ozone Boys style of basketball. And it was running up and down. I mean, these are all just a young team. And you think that might hinder them. But really, these young college kids, they're running up and down. And they always have a deep bench. They always have about uh eight or nine guys that can play uh they do really good in iso ball i mean paul mcguire zach brooks the hogan brothers you put those guys in an iso situation they're probably going to get a bucket um and i don't think you can say that about a lot of other teams um yeah but i'm all for the ozone boys again i'm sort of in a similar situation to what you just said where yeah, they're a good team. They can make a run. Are they a championship team? Are they like a clear outlier number one? No, probably not yet. But if they – I'm just excited for their matchups against the top like three teams, top four teams. It's going to be exciting. But <clears throat> I am definitely here for them. And I'm almost – because their kids around my age, I'm almost rooting for them because I want to see how they can do, you know, against the older teams. But, yeah, I'm here for the Ozone boys. Yeah, Ozone definitely uh, the youngest team in the league, I think. Um, and probably the most most fun to watch. Um, them and Duye's boys are, are probably my, my one and two favorite teams to watch. A lot of fun. Uh, you know, they get the coaches on the bench. They bring the energy. Um, it's just, it's just a, a really good team. So if they make a run, I think it would be great for the league. Uh, tons of fun. Um, and, you know, if not, either way, I think uh, I think the Ozone boys are definitely going to make a splash uh, this season, season for sure. Um, looking forward to talking about their matchup this week. It's going to be a good one. Um, before we get to that, 
last game of the week, two teams that no one really expected much from, but, uh, you know, they put on probably the, the best game of the, of the uh, week. The Stampede beat the Mambas 69 to 67 in OT. Unbelievable game. I think you boys were both on the court for this one. Um, Matt, if you want to start us off, how were the Stampede able to hold off the Mambas? Well, I, I actually I wasn't on this court, unfortunately. Oh, okay. I, I, I flipped for the last one. But um, I do remember I, I have seen both the Stampede and the Mambas play. And it's kind of funny. Like, you, you, you get excited for, like, the one and the two team. But sometimes the second, like, you know, I don't want to be mean here, but sometimes two of the worst teams going against each other can kind of put up, like, a pretty cool performance because you no one wants to – be the worst of the worst <laughs> you want to win and sort of make your way back up um, to the middle. But uh, the Mambas, they didn't really shoot that well, 36% uh, from the field. And, you know, again, I didn't see this game, but I heard that there was a crazy um, end to this game. Almost like the Mambas almost gave the game up. I'm not sure, Kyle, if you were on that court, if you want to take us through that, if you were on it. Well, our game ended early, uh, uh, which one was it? It was the uh, the Orcas and the Ozone Bowl. Oh, oh yeah, that right. Game, that's right. That game ended early, and uh, I was able to catch the last minute of, of Mambas and Stampede. What happened was Mambas got the ball stolen away from them, and it was like five seconds. It was a three. It was like a two or three pointer made by the by the Stampede. Mambas had the ball inbounded. They did it. They inbounded, but um, they got pressed. And what happened was. Um, miscommunication between the players caused um, the Mambas to throw away the ball and it went to one of the Stampede players and they got laid up and it tied the game and sent it into overtime. And then uh, it was pretty much a defensive battle for the, uh, for the final two minutes of the, of the OT though. But uh, Stampede got those, uh, those four points in that two minutes and that's how they came out on top. That's tough. Um, I feel for the Mambas. I was really hoping they would win a game this year. This was undoubtedly their best chance. Could still happen. You never know. Um, but, you know, shout out to the Stampede, man. That's back-to-back wins. Um, you're starting to look good here. You know, even if it's not against the um, best team of the Mamas last week, they beat up, they beat the Orcas. So, you know, that was a team that was high in our power rankings at one point. Um, so, shout out to the Stampede, man. They're, they're definitely coming along. Um, and that's all our games for, for week four. Um, another great week. Uh, so, I want to hear from you boys. There were some great performances this week. Uh, who do you think was the player of the week? I don't care if they were or were not on the poll. There was some controversy over this this week. Um, Matt, I'll start with you. Who's your player of the week? I'm trying to think here. I think it's got to go with John K- um, Kutu. How, how do you say his name? Kutu, Kutu right? Yep. Kutu, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think you got to go with him. I mean, 44 points, 75% from three. Uh, he was like, like Kyle mentioned how if he didn't go off, that could have been a much different game. It almost could have been a Sin City upset. So for him to put his team on the back, and that was a difficult scenario for him because first half, everyone on his team wasn't playing their best. And he was the guy consistently making the shot and keeping the offense flowing, keeping them in that game. I feel like you have to go with him. Uh, for his performance this week. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Paul McGuire who um, for the Ozone boys. And like you mentioned, uh, that was a really uh, low scoring game, 55 to 38. He had 20. He looked really good in ISO. He got 20 on only 10 shots. So he was efficient too. 
And the Ozone Boys, they got a lot of good players, so they spread the rock around. So it's hard to sometimes get in that 20-point mark. But, um, yeah, I'd give it to Kutu. Yeah, and, and Kyle, how about you? For me, I got to go Brian Heston of the Werewolves. Plus 50% uh, percent shooting on the night, uh, leading his team in scoring with 21, leading his team in rebounds 21. He almost out-rebounded the entire halfway Crooks team, which I think is pretty impressive. Uh, shot very consistently from the three-point line, 75%. Um, and he led his team in assists. He was uh, passing the ball around, making sure everyone uh, was getting open. Good chemistry all around. He's my player of the game of the week yeah. for that game. Two great choices. John Kutu, that was a big controversy. One player of the week. Uh, the Last week, wasn't on it after putting up that unbelievable performance. Dewey's boys aren't happy. Can't say I blame him. Uh, he would definitely be my player of the week after that amazing performance. Um, I don't know, Joey. I guess we're just giving out participation trophies now. I'm not totally sure. But, um, you know, great performance from him. Uh, Brian Heston as well. Unbelievable. A few other good performances this week. Um, but those are the two that definitely stuck out. Um, all right, and now let's get into the week five games. Uh, but before we do that, one of our special guests is here. Um, someone that has been part of Legacy Leagues for a few years now, an absolute legend as a coach on the court. He's done it all, and uh, he's coming to us live from Michigan. It's the main man, Tyler Cruz. Thanks for joining us, bro. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, I get to see your beautiful face. It's been a while. <laughs> this is the face that's on TV up in northern Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> They're real lucky up there. Yeah. They, dude, so I was on my way back. I was going to get back for nine, and I'm stuck at a stop, a stop sign, right, waiting for people to cross. And there are these two ladies walking their dogs, and I, like, waved to them to cross, and they waved to me to roll my window down. And they were like, you're doing so good in sports. And I'm like, lady, I gotta get back. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got a pod to get on. You're a celebrity. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. You know, you're gonna have to get security sometime soon because with that beard and uh, that slick back hair, man, the, the ladies <laughs> of Alpina must love it. That's all I know. <laughs> I won't, don't tell the girlfriend though. <clears throat> I won't. Uh, I might send her this link, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, you're on with uh, Matt and Kyle, two uh, great interns this year. And you're in time because I know this is your favorite thing. Um, I'm going to leave it to you. I'm going to tell you the matchup. I can fill you in a little bit on the teams. But I want you to give us the, uh, the line for these games, and, and we'll pick it. And uh, I want to hear your, your perspective on it, too, because I know you know a lot of these teams uh, so you think you're good with that? You think you still got the, uh, the touch to give a good line here and there? If you guys need to correct me, correct me. But I think I can, I think I can get a good estimate. I think you can. Um, Halfway always stinks. Tell Joey I said that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, guess what? That's not the first necessarily team. wrong. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> And that's the first team that we're going to actually talk about right now. Uh, it's Lob City versus the Halfway Crooks. Uh, you know what Lob City does. Um and you know what the halfway crooks does pretty much. So what are you thinking here, Tyler? Uh, halfway crooks, a long, long history of not doing so great. Lob City, the exact opposite. Halfway crooks has always been halfway decent. I don't, I don't want to say that they've always stunk. They were, they've been all right. They've won a playoff game or two, I think. Um, they full strength lob. That's no question. That's a no brainer. That's a twenty point spread, nineteen point five. Um, if they do, you guys know if they're full strength though. Not sure. Um, okay. We, we won't know until the game happens. 
Okay, yeah, because the one game that I went to was Lob Duyes, and Lob was not even close to full strength. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have been every other week besides the Duyes boys, which was okay. not be full strength. Okay, yeah, I'd give, I'd give Lob 19 and a half on the line there. I mean, the Werewolves are good this year, and they just beat halfway by, what, 37? Yeah. 88-51, right? Yeah, no, I'd give, I'd give Lob at least 20. 20 might be a little light. Yeah, you. Probably... It's like one of those college football games you see where it's like a fifty-six point spread, right. and you just want to pick the underdog. Yeah, you <laughs> just choose Clemson because they always end up winning by sixty. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of what I'm thinking here with when I when I see Lob City. You know, just assuming that they're going to have everyone here. Jose Mercado now on the team. Um, they're they're just nasty, and and halfway crooks can't really match that. I don't think. Um, I'm definitely on Lob City. Uh, Kyle and Matt, who are you guys on this week? <clears throat> yeah, Lob City. <laughs> I don't think there's uh, any other choice here. You know, you want to hope maybe halfway Crooks can keep it close. But I think even when it, even if it's close, fourth quarter gets down to it, I think Lob City will just uh, put it to rest. Um, I'm taking that spread. <laughs> yeah, that's probably smart. How about you, Kyle? I know you like to be a little contrarian, so you maybe going to go the other way. No, I got Lob City win this. I'll even go by 30 points because uh, unless unless halfway crook, specifically Joey, can have like a Steph Curry kind of performance where he's dropping like 40 from the three-point line, uh, they looked pretty ugly last week, and I can't really, uh, can't really say it's going to be any better next week. So I'll say Lob City by 30 points. Fair enough. And guess what? I love Joey and everything. That performance isn't happening. It's not coming. Um, to, to <laughs> We saw him win the three-point contest once, but yeah, yeah, that's about it. Doing <laughs> in the three-point contest, um, and he plays good in games, but you know, it's I don't know about the forty-point game coming. Um, that's going to be a tough one to do. I'm on lob big. I think it's going to be 40, 50 points if everyone shows up. Actually, um, oh my god, I think it's possible. I do think it's possible, um, but yeah, time will tell. Maybe I'll look like a able after all this, but. I probably look like you won't. no matter what. <laughs> um, so on to the next game. There's one team that you do know, one team that you don't know. Um, RA Warriors, they have um, Kevin Figueredo. Um, you remember him? Okay. And, um, they have – who else do they have, guys? I, I know Kevin's that. the is – he, isn't he a lefty? He's um he's a big, strong guy. You know, I think he, he was on the yellow team yeah, when we played. Mr. Clean, I think, is what you call yeah. him. <laughs> The, the Warriors like got ref, dude. the yeah. Warriors got Charles Correa, who's yes. a solid guard. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Kevin so, was a good big. Kevin would go like fourteen for fifteen from the field with like yeah. thirty points. I think this year he's averaging like twenty three and like twelve. Um, and they're going off against the Stampede, who have just won back to back games. They're coming on, um, but you know it's not it's not some uh, amazing team. So Stampede was that. Brad Allen's team. Brad Allen, yeah, Brad Allen. Yes, and company. So this you might, guys are gonna have to make this spread. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is gonna be tough um, for you. But in my opinion, from what I've seen this year, um, the RI Warriors should be the favorite here. Um, they've been playing really well recently. Um, but Kyle, maybe I want to hear from you. Uh, maybe you can give us a better spread than I could give. Uh, what are you thinking? And then, and then Matt, maybe you guys can uh, work together to come up with something good here. Just against the Stampede? Warrior yeah. Stampede? Mm-hmm. 
I have a number in my head. I don't know if, if I want to hear from Kyle first. I actually like the Stampede. Uh, I like that they're oh, on a two-game winning streak. Uh, they've been a team that that they had very uh, that was very high up in the rankings, and uh, we gave a lot of props to. But uh, we're I'm slowly kind of losing my, you know, they're going down for me. Uh, I actually like the Stampede. Uh, I think they they can also provide another uh decent matchup against a two and two teams, the Battle of Two and Twos this week. I'll do Stampede by five. It's going to be a close one. Wow. No, no. I'll- I'm not standing for that. Listen, listen, the Stampede were were down by five to possibly the worst team in the league. And if if the Mambas just had a second of clarity to close the game, the Stampede would be one and three sitting next to the halfway crooks. No, I I have the Warriors by 12. Wow. So we're we're totally differing. And Tyler, just for your information – the Mambas are the basket hounds, essentially. Um, so the Stampede did go life or death with them last week. I definitely lean a little bit to- more towards Matt Kyle on his uh, contrarianness at the moment. I don't know if I could take Stampede. Well, I'm an outsider. I don't know much, but I know Kevin and I know Brad, and I know Kevin's a very big piece of that offense. Mm-hmm. And I know Brad is like a Kendrick Perkins. So there could be some truth to what Kyle's saying. You know, it's, it's definitely possible. Um, you know, they're squeaking out wins. They're doing what they have to do. I just think the Warriors are a little bit better. Um, I don't know if I was going to go 12 points. I was thinking maybe seven. Yeah, uh, 12 is a stretch. But um, so maybe if we meet at like five or six points there, then we could, we could, uh, we could you know, land on either side. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll say right. the Warriors about like six, five or five and a half. Yeah, let's call it five and a half. Um, Kyle, obviously, you're on the stampede this week. Hey, listen, they find a way to, to somehow light it up in the final two minutes of the fourth quarter. They they do it somehow. They they get threes and they make them. They did against the Orcas. They're able to play shutdown defense and get the threes and the twos against the Mambas. Why can't it happen again? Hey, why not? We'll see. I'm on the uh, I'm on the Warriors. Matt, you're on the Warriors. Cruz. I know you don't really know what's going on here, but give me Stampede. <laughs> you want the Stampede? Yeah, I like. I'm always a big fan of Brad. Joey used to make us do feature articles, and I wrote one on Brad. You so got to make it interesting. Board. We're two and two. Yeah. You got to make it interesting. <laughs> I like that. All right, fair enough. Um, so on to a, a very bad matchup. The two worst teams in the league, without a doubt, in my opinion. Um, but a bad matchup. It could be so bad that it could actually be good. And I was wrong about the Mambas not having a chance to win a game. I think this is their best chance. Mambas versus Ball Don't Lie. Um, this is really going to be a toss-up. Uh, Ball Don't Lie, Cruz, you won't know any of them. Mambas, you I know Ellis. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, and Mambas, you know them from uh, all their bricks that they laid a few years ago. Um, so, you know, I don't know what to think here. Um, maybe, Matt, you can start us off because – Let's go. Let's go Mambas three yeah. and a half. Oh, wow. They've got Just, some experience. Oh, I like that. Right out the gate. Now, see, I, I'm, I was going to say the exact opposite. I was going to say ball don't lie four or five, and I just think that's because they have the better player. Okay. I think Grant Grant Rosenberg is the best player on both teams. Uh, you know, he's if, if, if you translate this to the NBA, he's like the guy 
he's like Eric Bledsoe tweeting, "I don't want to be here," and he gets traded at, at at the trade deadline. But um, now he he's a good player, and I think, like I said earlier, in in a game where the teams are pretty even, the better player you're going to be favored. So I'd say four or five, but re- really picking from this is like really picking from the scraps, honestly. <laughs> it really is. No offense. They're all great how guys. Is, yeah. How is Greg Bell from Ball Don't Lie? Is he – I don't think he's shown a ton this year. I don't think he, he's – He was a force he, when he, he does, played. He does with, a whole lot of talking on the on the court, though. He draws at the uh, other team and draws at the refs. He was, a, he was very good when he played – I think it was with the Swish Kebabs. I know none, of, but he played with Randy from Good You. Okay. It was him and then a couple other guys, and they were, he was very good with them. So, is, does the other team have a big? Do the Mamas have a big? They got a few decent sized players. Not like anyone that's towering, though, but like they're, they're decent sized. Okay. If Greg shows, that could be a difference maker, especially in a game of no one's, no disrespect. <laughs> And I like I like where everyone's going here. We're kind of I don't know. We're kind of a little unsure. So I think maybe this is just a pick 'em. Um, neither team has proven that they can win yet. Uh, so I think maybe we just pick a winner here, and uh, we hope that they don't tie and can actually figure out how to win a game. One of these teams. Um, and I've I've been hoping for a Mamba's win, a slash Basket Hounds win now for two years. Um, I'm gonna say that the Mambas squeak this out after that uh, tough loss last week. Um, where do you guys, where do you guys land this? Uh, I'm going to go with ball. Don't lie. Just because they are the better player. They have some size. Um, I don't think their performance last week, I think their performance last week was like pretty bad. I think they could do a little bit better than that. Um, however, like part of me kind of wants the Mambas to get this one just because of how much of a heartbreaking loss that was against the stampede. But I got to go in my gut. I'm going to say ball don't lie. But ball may lie, so we don't know yet. <laughs> Usually does. <laughs> Kyle, how about you? For me, I've seen, the, I've seen ball don't lie play a few times this year. Every time that I've seen them play, they, they do something that just disappoints me. They, 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 they have no chemistry. Oh, yeah. They've openly admitted that they do they, – they do not practice together as a team, at least from the last time I talked to the players. They don't practice as a team. Most of them are rookies. They're not very experienced with the league. Because of those, I'm going to say Mamba win. I'm going to say the Mambas win. And this may sound like a stretch. I'm going to say they win by 10 points at least. Jeez. At least. You're at a least. You're a wild man, but I respect that. <laughs> so, Cruz, uh, what do you think here? Just blind faith for these two uh, struggling teams. Give me ball, don't lie. Ball, don't Why lie. Why not? Sure. Ball, don't lie. Ball might lie. We'll see what happens. Uh, battle of the uh, defeated teams. Someone's got to win, hopefully. We'll see how long it takes to square that one up. Um, but going from the teams that are, you know, uh, 12 and 11 in our power rankings – to the teams that are one and three in our power rankings. Didn't realize we had this good of a game this, this week. Unbelievable game. Duvier's boys versus good. You um, rematch of the finals two years ago. Um, this is going to be an unbelievable game Cruz, I know, you know, all about these two teams. So I want to hear it from you. What is your perspective here? 
The last time I set a spread on these two teams, I was proved wildly wrong by the Duyes boys, and that was for the finals, and that was just a mess. So to pay my respects to them, I'm going to go Duyes seven and a half. And I just think while they may not have the most talented ballers in the league, they are the best team in the league. Kutu's a stud. Volpe's a stud. And they play well together. They've practiced together. They've been playing well together. They had a really good coach in their entry-level season. Not going to say who that was. Um but they're a, uh, they're a very good team, and that's why I think they're going to win that one. They're actually my pick from – I've been following every week, top plays, everything like that, just virtually. Them and Lob are my picks for the finals, like in the finals, and I'd take Duyes. It's a, it's a great pick. Those are those are the two best teams, in my opinion, as well. Well, yeah, it's a gimme pick. Sorry. It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's not really a hot take over here. <laughs> but, you know, Tyler was being modest there. He was their coach in their, uh, in their opening season. Um, somehow they got a lot better when you weren't their coach, but you know, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> you can move on from that. Um, but I love that line actually. Seven and a half is a great line because Duyez boys have beaten every team by 20 this year, even Lob City, a depleted one. But um, I think that's an unbelievable line. Kyle and Matt, what do you guys think? Because I, I think that's a perfect line. Where do you guys uh, fall on this game? Um, I think it's a pretty good line. I would maybe even go like 4.5, 5.5, just a little bit closer. Because I don't know if it'll be like kind of like the way that um, Lob City Good U was, where it's like hacking at the end and just becomes, just becomes a free throw battle. So I don't know if that'll make it any closer. But um, it's a tough game to call, honestly, because Kyle gave really good points. Where if Kudu, if, if Kudu didn't go off for almost fifty, that would have been a much closer game against a worse team. And Good U has a pretty solid roster, but I don't know. I, I think I'm going to go with the Duye boys this week. I like that. Kai, how about you? For me, again, it's all going to come down to the two big men that we always talk about with the Duye boys, John Gutu, Vincent Volpe, and uh, uh, good dude there, Hendrick and boys, D1 basketball in Rhode Island. They always produce great players no matter what, whether it's in football, basketball, um, Hendrickson players are ready for any kind of competition. I'm guessing you went to Hendrickson. No, I did not though. But I've seen, <laughs> I've seen them play before. There's so, there's some rough boys over there. I sense um, a little bias in this. Yeah, sounds like maybe one of you. And especially, I wasn't I wasn't really enjoying the trash talking at the end of the uh, the Duguay boys games. Uh, them calling me out saying, "Oh, yeah, yeah, five points spread. Yeah, we won by 20. So guess what, Duguay boys? I'm choosing good you by two. Wow. And he even wow. rhymes it. You are a sick, sick man. You know that? Someone's <laughs> O has got to go. Wow. He's coming at the champs. It takes a <laughs> to do that. I'll say that. Um, Unbelievable. Did, yeah, this is a crazy moment. I've never seen anything like it, honestly. <laughs> Kyle just lives on the edge. Um, but I, I love that line from Cruz. I'll just stay true to it. Seven and a half points. I think Duye's boys covers by half a point. I think they win by eight. This is going to be much closer than any of the games they've played this year. Um, you know, not surprisingly. Um, but I think they do pull it out hard to bet on good you sometimes and these close matchups because they do have trouble getting everyone to the game sometimes. Um, you never really know who's going to show up. But with Duye's boys, you can literally guarantee most of the time who's going to show up. Um, so, yeah. Mont- I, I think – 
I think I think good you their entire team will show up because they they want revenge. Like losing a championship game is very heartbroken, and that to have that ability to, you know, and towards some kind of revenge, they they will be there. I'm confident they will be there. This would be very shocking if if one put at least one player misses. This would be. You think shocking. the Hendrickson boys would have better attendance? Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to get the uh, the old ruler. You know, they, they used to <laughs> <laughs> what costs more, Hendrickson or Legacy Leagues? <laughs> it's starting to get close. Joey's really been pushing up the price. <laughs> uh, but all right, moving on, because uh, we're going to do some more on the Duvious Boys later with our special guest um, to another amazing matchup. This would probably be the game of the week any other week, except for this one Ozone Boys versus the Werewolves. Um, two teams who are playing extremely well at the, the moment. Um, two teams where you got to assume this is going to be a single-digit game either way. Uh, Cruz, you know these teams very well. Nothing has really changed too much about either of them. Uh, what do you think? That's a tough one. Um, I think the Werewolves have the best player on the court with Brian Heston. Um, and I would say I would give them three and a half, though, just because they are a little different this year. The Ozone Boys are good. I was talking to Nate Baldini. I think he's on the sideline for them. I don't know what he does with the Ozone Boys. He told me they would be Duyes by 20. I told him he was nuts. Um, but he's got a lot of faith in that team, and he's around them a lot, obviously. Um, so it is going to be a very good game, but I'd still take the Werewolves. I think they have the experience together. I think they have the best guy in the court. And whenever it's close, the Werewolves seem to push it to triple. Like, I've seen like four double overtime Werewolves games. And I just think they have that edge late in the game. Mm. That's a good – that's an interesting point. Um, but we're sitting here with two interns that really love the Ozone Boys. Um, so I'm interested to hear what you guys are thinking because Werewolves started slow. Ozone has been solid all year. Um, Kyle, I'll start with you and then hear from you, Matt. Who do you think t- uh, takes the edge in this game? Well, I want to be honest with you. It all depends on how Brian Heston performs because last game he was doing all of their rebounding and a lot of, and the biggest thing that the ozone boys has is height because that's how they do their alley-oops and that's how they do their body catching on their incredible dunks that everyone enjoys watching. So if the ozone boys are able to completely shut down uh, Brian Heston's rebounding ability, whether it's on defense and offense, and they get those second choice and they get their second chance points um, and they take advantage of those. I don't see how Ozone Boys can lose that game. So it's going to be a battle. I'm going to say Ozone Boys win it by five. The one flaw I feel like is their bigs are play like guards for the Ozone Boys. So you, I don't know how much they'll be in the paint bodying people for rebounds versus trying to run on the fast break and catch an easy bang. They did it pretty well last game against the Orcas. I mean, they got a few blocks, uh, steals okay. too, because they, they do play aggressive for – these boys are from Cranston East again, D, another yep. D1 team. They all play to, with each other. They're, they're bringing what they've uh, learned at Cranston East back into Legacy League. So, Yeah, I know these kids. They're, they're good kids. I like them. The Paul brothers. I mean the uh yeah never mind not that's not their names they just look Holy like them brothers. yeah, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> they oh oh my god they do yeah <laughs> nah uh, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet you know why I'm here I'm going with the Ozone Boys yeah. like uh, I'm a fan I'm a fan and I feel like with the way they play up and down the court running 
feel like teams get tired. I don't know. I don't know. It, like Kyle said, the werewolves, they got that one guy. He didn't, he led in points, rebounds, and assists last week. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if he's doing that against the Ozone boys. And obviously he's a fantastic player, but I'm going with the Ozone boys. Uh, I'd say by five. I, th- I think that's what Kyle said. I'll agree with that. I think it is going to matter, like Kyle said, if Heston, what Heston brings. And if, because if they can focus on Heston and no one else shows up, then he's going to get shut down because you can guard him with multiple people. So that does. I think the werewolves deserve to be the favorites on the spread. That doesn't mean I think the Ozone boys do have a very good shot to win this game. Yeah, I really do see this as a coin flip. Um, I like the three and a half uh, point favorite just as a uh, kind of like a nod to the veterans. Um, but I am actually going to take the werewolves. I think they win this game by maybe two, three possessions, a very close game. I think Heston just explodes here. Um, I think he has a, an unbelievable game. Um and I think they go to three and two and both these teams will be locked up at three and two kind of uh, above average, one of our, our above average teams here. I just think there, there's not much that splits them. Um, and I think the werewolves are better than a two and three team. So in my mind, I just see the werewolves uh, pulling out this win, getting the W and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. That's for sure. Yeah. Heston had one of the best games I've ever seen in legacy leagues. It was a finals game and he took, lob to double overtime in the finals and he hit like a couple buzzer beater threes they were down like 10 and they kept falling for the last 30 seconds it took forever it was like midnight i wanted to go home i was still in my legacy jersey and everything yeah i I just wanted to get out of there but they ended up they lost in double overtime but heston put on a show it was absolutely insane yeah he goes unconscious sometimes and uh a team that has not been unconscious or maybe they've been shooting like they are actually unconscious on the court is the orcas (laughs) um like we said earlier, just very, very bad scoring the last few weeks. Haven't been able to figure out the offense whatsoever. And they're going against a team in Sin City that's been very good. Um, won two out of the last three. Um, you know, put up a good fight against Duyas boys, and they score a lot of points. So this is an intriguing matchup because Orca's, you know, averaging around 50 points a game in Sin City, probably closer to 75, 80. Um so I think this could be a very close game, but I just don't know who it favors, um, you know, in these two different styles. Sin City is Terrence, right? Yes. Gallo, do they still have, what was his name? Corey or Cody? Uh, no, they, they, they're kind of an all-new team besides uh, Terrence Gallo. They have okay. Trey Gallo. Um, they got a few, few different guys, but they score really well. Okay. I'll take Sin City by six. Okay. How about you, fellas? All right. My heart, my heart says Orcas. My brain says Sin City. But I'm gonna follow my heart, and I'm gonna go with the Orcas this week. I think they bounce back. I think not getting to the 40 point mark against the Ozone Boys is gonna be a wake up call. And again, we saw we saw the Orcas having a good year to start off. I th- I think they bounce back and. Do I know why? No, they probably won't. But I really want them to, so I'm going to say that they're going to. And I'm going to say also uh, Orcas win this one. For me, I got to go Sin City because they have so- – I don't know what happened though, but we forgot about Justin De La Cruz. That man started out the year dropping a 58-pointer in a game, one of the highest, and we just ha- we, we haven't talked about him though. He – He's got to have a big game this game, along with his supporting cast of Trey Gallon, Yariel Rodriguez, um, and the Orcas. If if they have if they start shooting not so good, 
for some reason, their entire team shuts off. They lack chemistry when that happens. They don't really pass the ball. They like to do um, kind of like 1v1 and let everyone just get pushed off to the side. It's a very weird thing that the Orcas do, and sometimes they'll just even go up and just take threes without even like running a play or something. Uh, since Sounds City like the good fellas. Yeah, yeah, good fellas. Yeah, team never be talked about again. I got to see Justin De La Cruz have have a, have a big game this game, and if he does, I'm gonna. I, I, and I know that he will, because you just don't drop 58 points in a game in a season and just have that be an accident. So I'm gonna say Sin City wins by five. Is that a legacy record, 58? Or no, Greg Bell had 60 something. I think no, I think Jose had 62 last year against the or two years ago against the Basket Hounds. Oh, geez. Yeah, 62, he dropped on them, and he missed, like, two shots the whole game. I think it was crazy. Um, He's, there's no way he should be allowed to play an eight-foot rim. I mean, he is allowed to play an eight-and-a-half-foot rim because anybody can, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just a freak of nature, that's for sure. Um, and and although I've been giving the Orcas a hard time here, um, I actually do think they, they come out on top here. I just think Sin City won't be able to match the, um, the size if the Orcas – you know, figure it out a little bit on offense and feed Winchell and uh, Dexter Lou continues, continues to score and everything. I think Sin City is going to struggle a little bit. Um, I think that the Orcas will squeak this out by um, a few points here because uh, I don't expect their offense to just randomly explode. Um, but I do think they squeak this out and I think they grab the win and get back uh, – uh, on their winning ways because I think they just are a slightly better team than Sin City. Uh, but this could definitely go either way. There's a lot of great matchups this week. Yeah, and uh, that concludes our preview for week five. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Matt and Kyle, thank you boys for joining us. You guys did an amazing job as usual. Um, I'm going to let you guys go now. Um, and I am going to get my man in here real quick. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give him a big intro, so we're going to get him in here. But Kyle, Matt, thank you guys for joining us. Cruz, stick around, and we're going to do a, a little uh, a little segment here with uh, the main man. Coming <laughs> All right, have a good one, guys. All right. All right. Well, let me just do a proper intro here, and I'll see if you okay. edit that out. Um, now joining us, the man, the myth, the legend, one of the greatest players in the history of the Legacy League. Um, it has all came to an end. A finals champion. Um, one of the greatest coach and so, social media managers we have ever seen in league history. Um, this is a guy that can just do it all. He can cheer for you on the bench. Um, he can give you a good slap in the ass. Um, and even once in a while, he'll come in and cash a three. Uh, it's Zach Tataglia or Dan Ruggiero, however you think of him. Uh, he's here to join us now after uh, announcing his retirement. Dan, thanks for joining us, bro. Thank you for having me. It's always been a, uh, a goal of mine. To get on this podcast i've been telling you i've been telling tyler for a couple of years and uh you know i'm glad i finally have the chance so you earned it and you're here with your uh your first coach right tyler you're his first Absolutely. coach hey yeah. man how's it going i'm i'm living life how are you <laughs> i'm living the dream man out here in northern michigan <laughs> where are you at now i'm still at home but i'm moving out to philly on uh tuesday oh nice yeah that's, that's a brotherly cool. love I heard it's always sunny there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Joey's it. Joey's a big Philly fan. Is he really? Joey's, whenever I had to sign in on the laptop, it's like a Carson Wentz jersey. Oh, Lord. Oh, was yeah. the background. <laughs> we, we, we won't get into that. We won't get into that. <laughs> but uh, so, Dan, you know, you retired after an illustrious career. 
Um, you know, why, why are you leaving now? Uh, what's, what's the reason that you're, you're leaving us? Well, um, I was just alluding, I'm heading to Philly on uh, Monday actually, but I'm moving on Tuesday. I'm going to be going to uh, podiatry school. So within the next four years, I'm going to be Dr. Ruggiero. And then hopefully uh, if any legacy leagues guys have any foot problems, they can uh, come to me. I hit them up with some help, but you know, I only got four games in this year. I was hoping I was going to get more of the season, but then we had those delays to start the year. So it's only four. I was hoping to get the entire regular season, but I'm happy to have gotten some time and get the retirement tour that I uh, do not deserve at all. No, come on. You definitely deserved it. And, uh, and Cruz, you know, you're here for a reason. You were his first coach and you were a big part of this league for years. Um, how does it make you feel to see, you know, one of your, your grasshoppers grow um, and become, you know, you know, you know, he's going to be touching feet and he's going to be doing <laughs> how, does that, how does that make you feel after such a great career? Um, I mean, hey, whatever you're into, you're into, man. You can go touch feet if you want. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to respond hey, if, to that. If, 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 but if no. it pays the bills. <laughs> exactly. Enough. I mean, it probably pays more than freaking TV journalism. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> I, I make more than a minor leaguer, though. Hey, minor league baseball, I make more than that. Um, but, yeah. I mean, when I saw the whole Duye's boys team win the tournament last year, I think I shed a tear. I was like, shit, why did I ever try to start the Goodfellas? It was a stupid freaking idea. Um, <laughs> I had it all right in front of me. I just kind of wanted to play. I wanted to get some action in. And they had no spots on the team. So I was like, you know what? Instead of asking, I'm just going to do. Yeah. And, and my career high. But that's my side. But yeah, it came against us. Yeah. Came in, dropped My eight. career high came against you guys, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then I had five. The jersey swap with Verducci. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> that okay, that was fantastic. We're always here for a great social media opportunity. Oh, God. Fan engagement. That's what we're all about. But, Dan, I think you were one of the heart and souls of the Douye's boys from the beginning. I mean, you just have embody what a Douye is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, I yeah, I really, yeah, without, without you, that team is not the same, man. I mean, you would come in, and while you're not John Kutu, and I'm not saying that in an offensive way, oh, no, not it at all. wasn't. <laughs> it was different than. I mean, you gave solid minutes. Oh yeah, I'm always. And that's always, you know. Exactly, whether it's dunk, dunking on somebody's face or taking a three, and making a three when I'm like kind of falling back, like ooh, but yeah, and then draining it. I, yeah. I remember that. Um, <laughs> but no, I think. I think Dan was, I mean, the Duyas boys are going to miss Dan at a basketball level too, not even just a physical, emotional level. Definitely. And, and Dan, when I look at your, your career stats here, they're obviously quite impressive. Two points a game, um, you know, one and a half rebounds a game, uh, 0.3 assists per game. You know, those, those are obviously Hall of Fame numbers. But what is it besides your impact on the court that kind of makes you uh, a Hall of Famer, which you were inducted into uh, just this week? I mean, I think outside of on the court, you know, you guys were alluding to it. I'm a good teammate. I'll give you a yell. I'll give you a slap on the ass. But I think even more importantly, as an executive, second to none. Without me, I'm not going to toot my own horn. Without me and PJ, I can't do it without PJ. Mm -hmm. We helped bring John Kutu to this league. He's a face of the league. We helped bring Shane Patrick into the Legacy Leagues back again into the fold. you brought him back. No. I know. That's why I said back into the fold. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Yars. and that also brought Yars back into the fold. So, yep. I mean, 
we're just making money moves out here. I mean, to go from two and seven in one year, and then you get me on the phones, and we win a championship. Billy Bean. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is unbelievable what you personally have been able to accomplish. Um, and the social presence. Yeah, yeah. Everything yeah, you... you know, I, I, I pride myself on our social presence. I'm always there, like, the second after the game ends, and I'm tweeting. And I'm still hoping to keep up with it, because PJ likes to live stream the games while we're playing, so... I, yeah, move I, was in on a Tuesday. I move in on a Tuesday. There's nothing I can imagine myself doing that night than sitting down and watching the finals rematch next week. Maybe looking at Sounds like a blast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's probably what I'll do next Tuesday, too. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, I'll- <laughs> on a Tuesday night in Alpena, Michigan. <laughs> uh, well, so the average age is above 50. Nice. Oh, okay. But what That's- that means is I am a hit mm-hmm. with the old ladies. They love me. Oh, they all right. They love me. So, you know, I could go to the bar where last call is at 10 o'clock at night and I'll get a bunch <laughs> you know, because they all got to get up at five and do whatever. Every There's a bunch of farms up here, um, but it's a great time. You know, it's like New Hampshire without the mountains. Mm-hmm. You just replace the mountains with some um, meth. <laughs> a lot of that. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, so, Dan, when you um, inducted yourself this week on Twitter into the uh, Duye's Boys Hall of Fame... Not my doing. <laughs> oh no! Who's who's choice? No, that? That, was, that was all PJ. Okay, I well, was I was gonna do the retirement post, and then I was like, I can't make my own retirement post. <laughs> well, all right. Well, the point I was getting to is, you know, fair enough. But what were the emotions that went through? Because I assume there were some crying, and you know, maybe uh, you know, a lot of strong emotions that went through you after such an amazing run um, that you had with this team. Uh, how did you feel, you know, when you saw that come out? You know, it's definitely like exciting to look at it. I mean, I was thinking I was talking, I don't I can't remember if I was talking with PJ or if I was talking with Nick Harrington, another former Duye's boy, but I have been on the team for every franchise win. So to know that the rest of the way through this season, any win I'm not going to be there for is definitely a little upsetting to me. I think after realizing like when I got off the court that I was most likely done playing in the league it's kind of disheartening but I'd rather smile that uh it happened than cry because it's over well that's that's extremely touching um yeah yeah, if the Duyez boys don't win another game are you dropping out of foot school (laughs) I mean I think that's a sign that's a sign from the heavens that it was me (laughs) I think I think So. so I, I personally was, was wondering if um, – are you going to petition to maybe be put on a Zoom call on the bench for the rest of the year? I think that could be a, a good option so you don't feel left out, um, you know, while obviously you're studying feet and uh, things of that nature down in Philadelphia. You know, it's, it's Tuesday nights, so it's not like I'm going to have a whole lot going on on Tuesday nights. So if they yeah. want to put, like, the laptop with, like, the body of me but my head on the bench, we can make something happen. I am pretty sure somebody was saying something in our group chat that they want to leave my jersey on the bench for the rest of the year. Like died. Yeah. But PJ, <laughs> but PJ says he has something in store for me. So I guess I'll find out on Tuesday what's going on. Oh, I love that. I love that. Like uh, you died. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> pretty much. He died and went to the foot. Yeah, didn't they do that with like Kobe or something? Too soon. Yeah. But like, I'm pretty sure they had his jersey on the bench the rest of the Lakers season. I think so. I think you're right. And then they won that Mickey Mouse ring. Yeah. Yeah, they sure did. 
Um, well, before I let you boys go, um, we got a member of the Duyas boys here, reigning champion. Um, may as well get your perspective. What are the chances that you guys are going to go back-to-back? Uh, Legacy League record, haven't lost a game in over two years. Doesn't matter if there was or was not games. Um, you guys, I mean, I think it's eight, nine games undefeated now, something like that. Um, it's been an unbelievable run. Uh, you guys have been kicking everyone's ass all year. Literally haven't lost it, won a game by less than 20. Um, so so what do you think? And I know Cruz obviously has a, has a big uh, interest in this as well. I mean, it. I'm not going to be the one to lie and say we're going to have every game by 20. I mean, there's the ideal world, then there's the real world. There's a lot of good competition in the league that, I mean, this is probably one of the first big tests that we're going to have this week, the finals rematch. So, I mean, you can look at our matchup against Boom last year. We had no business beating them, maybe on paper, but we came in, we knew what we were going to do. We kept our, our heads high and we ended up walking away with a win. So I think there's plenty of teams that if you get them on the right night and us on the wrong night or any good team on the wrong night, something's going to happen. So you can't go in and think you're going to repeat. You got to stay humble and roll with the punches that are thrown at you week by week. But I feel like there are some players on your team where if they don't carry that confidence that they're going to repeat, then, you know, you got to, you got to be confident. Well, I feel like you guys have are going to repeat with a little bit of a swagger to you. I mean, just you guys like, got to know you're one of the best teams. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, wait, we're the last of the unbeaten. Don't we know it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you ask Shane, if you guys think you're going to repeat it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you will. You have to walk in with the confidence that you know, you can, but not with the, what well, I can't think of the word that I'm looking for. The you, certainty that you will or something yeah, exactly. like that. Not, nothing's a guarantee. That was a very good quote. That was smart. Nothing is That's again. why he's going to medical school and I'm here in Alpena. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, taking videos of fish. Mm-hmm. Hey Dan, you know, you know, I've been a big Duyes guy now for years. You're, you're an ardent supporter. I am. I, I, I never go against them. I never pick against them. Um, and I'm still not going to do it. I'm going to ride you guys until the wheels fall off. You know, you leaving, that could be the wheels falling off. Um, but maybe when the wheels fall off, a nice set of feet come out. Um, and keep running. So you know, we'll see what happens. I think Dewey's boys right now, they're still my pick to, to win the championship. Um, Dan, if they do make it to the championship, will you be, you know, making a little trek home for that? That's something I want to know. I need to check and see how the dates line up for the postseason because if it's in the cards that I could sacrifice a Tuesday, which I have no idea how, but if there's a way that I could make that happen, you bet your ass I'm on the train. Okay. And how about you, Cruz? Is there any way that you're going to be uh, back for the playoffs at all? Or are you uh, stuck up? And- so yeah. I just hired a weekend anchor, so I don't have to work every single day anymore, um, mm-hmm. which is great. He'll be here. And what one of the playoffs? He'll be here uh, end of uh, August. Four weeks? Four weeks, I think? Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to make it. I got high school football. Uh, I see. Yeah. Eight-man football up here. It's beautiful. Wow. That's crazy. We, I was looking at the paper during graduation season, and there was one graduating class that was nine people. So everybody's top ten. <laughs> That's unbelievable. You gotta love that. Alapina, one of the uh, real gems of of America, or the crystals. <laughs> that is. <laughs> well, thank oh. you, boys. I don't want to take up any more of your Saturday night. Uh, I've had tons of fun doing with you, uh, doing this with you guys. Um, so, so yeah, I mean. 
Dan, again, congratulations on an unbelievable career. Um, is there any parting statement you want to make as this will be your last time as an official member of the uh, Legacy Leagues? I just want to say Duye's boys are going to go all the way again. We were saying there it is. My confidence. Great clip. Great clip right there. We'll clip that and put it on Twitter. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Cruz, thank you, bro. Uh, hopefully you can join me again sometime this year. That'd be awesome. Dan, good luck. Definitely. With you, bro. Good luck. Um, and I'll let you know if I get any ingrown toes. Maybe you can help me out. That'd be nice. Hey, I'm, I'm your guy. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to the uh, Low Post Pod. An awesome uh, show this week. Lots of fun. Special guests, everything. Um, and I'll see you guys for week five. Thank you.